Um, all right. Well, welcome to the video, Sunshine. Uh, we're going to talk today about kind of philosophy and how maybe hidden from the general, not hidden isn't the right word, but like on the backside of things, right? In the kitchen of camp, so to speak, how we make the sausage, like what's the philosophy <laughs> behind what we do? Um, so you're the chief visionary at Gold Arrow, right? Yes, I am. And so what better source to go to for kind of our <laughs> mission and vision than the chief visionary? Um, so let's start something small, very simple. Why does GAC exist? What is our purpose in the universe? Well, that is a great <laughs> question, Soy. And, um, you know, it's funny because we all sort of know why we think camp is here and you have these, like you kind of spin around and all these ideas and we've gone through all this strategic planning and what it's really come down to once we've really analyzed like the deeper purpose of camp, like why we would continue doing this despite pandemics and <laughs> fires and like all this stuff that we've been dealing with is that um, we just have this kind of crazy dream that in just a few weeks each summer at camp, we can actually change a kid's life yes. um, through their experience that they have and sort of this transformation that occurs, uh, whether it's character traits that they kind of develop or skills they learn. And that ultimately what we're doing is creating a happier world because each just one camper at a time, we're just out there making this small little incremental change. That's kind of our crazy, big, audacious underlying why of camp. Sure. Um, and I believe it's also the reason that so many of us stick around. Mm. I think you're right. I think you like, cause it's, it's audacious, but it feels like we're doing it right. Well, and so when, yeah. when you're accomplishing something audacious, you say, well, I will stick with this. Right? Because we hear from our campers and staff that they do in fact feel like their life has been their lives yeah. have been changed because of their time at camp. So when we hear that, it's just a reminder to us that we have this really big goal mm -hmm. and this big purpose for being, which is creating a happier world one camper at a time. And we have evidence from yes. what we hear from campers and staff that we are being successful at it. A hundred percent. Um okay so Big, huge goal, right? Very simple sentence, big goal, right? Changing the world, making it happier. <laughs> How do we do it? Like, what's, what's, what are we doing to get there? Another really good question, Soy. You're a great <laughs> interviewer. I try. Thank you. <laughs> um, so yeah, so basically, and this is where we we spend a lot more time on this, thinking about, okay, well, what is, are the specific things that we do? And it comes down to us, it's about experiences and relationships is basically what we're providing. So we're providing these positive experiences for our campers in this community mm -hmm. um, where they really get to form authentic friendships and positive relationships with their fellow campers and with the staff. And while doing all this, they're developing these character traits that we were talking mm. about, just these things that we feel are important for a successful, happy, healthy life. So it's, yeah, it's this experience that we're providing, but it's really intentional about mm -hmm. the way we're providing it and what we're seeking to do during the experience. 
And it's really all about relationship. It's the, yes. the community of the cabin group. And then it's also the friendships between the campers. And it's also the relationship between the counselors and the campers. Mm. All of that develops this community where these kind of magical experiences happen, yeah. whether it's, you know, you're around the campfire sharing about things, or you're out on a ropes course, challenging yourself and really scared and overcoming fears. So like a lot of really cool stuff happens all the time at camp in various <laughs> different settings. And it's, it's this experience. It's so interesting because our, we don't have anything to show for what we do. <laughs> like it's a, <laughs> yeah. it's an experience, right? We yeah, there's no widget. Experience. No, there's nothing. I mean, you might have a t-shirt that you sure. go home with, but, um, but yeah, uh, what we do at camp is we create these experiences that foster this, these relationships and this growth. So it's pretty cool, but that's the, yeah, that's how we do it. Yeah. No, I, I think, yeah, it's, it's, and it's, it's easy to say, oh, you do it through relationships. But I think what you said that struck me was it's the intentionality of it. The idea that none of this happens by accident, right? That we're really focusing and our, our staff is really focusing on building relationships because that facilitates the rest of it. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like this, you want it to be intentional, but not um, like forced. Yes. Like it's, it's kind of like this thing where we have these, so we don't necessarily tell people, oh, do this exactly at this point, but we have these general things that are practices that we do that are, that build community, that build connection and that build these positive experiences. Yes. Um, so at this point in the year, and, and we're recording this so that we can share it with our staff as well as on the podcast, we're thinking a lot about staff and supporting our staff this summer. Uh, I think everybody in the Gold Arrow community knows our three main goals for campers. I hope at this point, everyone should know. If you're new, it's we're gonna, campers are gonna have fun, make friends and grow. And they're gonna do that in those relationships that you just talked about. What are our goals for then staff this summer to, so that they can help campers have fun, make friends and grow? Um, well, I love, I love thinking about this and talking about this because it's might be maybe a little different for the people providing yep. the experience than it is for the campers themselves, but just to take one step back yes. when we talk about having fun, making friends and growing, we take this really seriously. Yeah. Like we have meetings about fun we and do. we have specific friendship skills that we're focusing on with different age groups. And we have really thought through how we want kids to grow. So I think that's another thing that like, yes, for the kids have fun, make friends grow. Woo. We're so excited. <laughs> um, but the under the underlying part of that is also a lot of research and work and intentionality yes. as well, which I like to point out because to me, honestly, I think every camp in the world says that you're going to make friends. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's pretty common. That's a, it's an example of something yeah. that like you just think, well, that automatically happens at mm. camp. And one of the things that we've learned is that it doesn't automatically yeah. happen for all kids. So we need to be intentional. We need to do some practices. We need to set things up in a way that make it so that that happens. So anyway, so that's where it comes to the staff. You're right. Like the staff... We actually, we want them to have fun and, yes. and grow when they're at camp too. And they do, um, they have even a longer oh, yeah. stay at camp and there's a lot of 
leadership and organizational and time management and all these really good kind of career skills that staff learn working at camp, but specifically in their role of helping us meet our goals with our campers, what we've come down to is these three C's that for our staff to remember that their goals as staff are to connect, to create, and to coach. And we came up with this because for kids to make friends, we need someone facilitating that. And that's mm -hmm. the, that's the counselor who's going to first focus on connecting with each of their own campers. So getting to know them, figuring out what makes them tick, all that good stuff. So that's as the counselors, your number one goal. We say to counselors, connection comes first. Yes. It's always what we talk about. Um, anybody working with kids kind of knows this is that you've got to connect first with kids before anything else can happen. Um, they also like need to connect with each other before they're going to feel comfortable going out of their comfort zone and trying these new things. So that connection piece is sort of our number one goal. And that does facilitate the making of friends because once the counselor is connecting with each of the kids can then help connect the whole group and kind mm -hmm. of foster, help foster those, those great connections. And I would say of all of our goals, I mean, you end up having fun when you're making friends. Yes. So I would say like making friends and that connection piece mm -hmm. is the top of what we're doing because it's that community and the friends is the reason we come back to camp. Any of yes. us, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be there just because we were like getting more perseverance, you know, <laughs> like you're not gonna, you, you can do that on your own on a backpacking trip. Right. Yes. Um, so, so that's, that's a big part. So it's connect. Um, and then it's creating this experience that we were talking about. It's really making sure that your, the whole experience of campers is infused with this positivity that there is, um, you know, lots of focus on building each other up that the culture, I, I'm just a big culture yeah, person. Um, it's really just like that feeling that you get at camp, but that has to be created by leaders. It has to be created mm -hmm. by the people who are boots on the ground with the kids in the cabin. And that just comes in a lot of little moments. It means creating the fun when you need to brush your teeth mm -hmm. and creating fun when it's time to put your sunscreen on and creating fun when you're walking a couple miles, yeah. you know, so all these things that could be perceived or, or seem hard, yeah. you can make them fun by the way you lead campers. So, uh, that's, that's like kind of like that create piece. Um, it's also just really taking seriously your role as a counselor in, you're setting the culture. So we have this whole camp culture and then you have your culture in your group mm -hmm. and it's your job to create that same positive culture that reflects the greater culture of camp in your little, in your activity area, in your cabin group, wherever you are. So that's another, another important part of it. Do you have anything to add about that create part or? No. I, well, yeah, I guess I think it's, it's, being intentional about finding ways to make those things fun, right? Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the creating, I think there's this often belief that, oh, well, if I'm at camp and that's a fun place. The fun will just happen. Um, and it's, it's important for staff, I think, especially to think, especially former campers, 
yes, why was camp fun? Well, it turns out it's because your counselors, who you now are, were intentional about making things fun. Um, and I think that's, for me, a huge key point about the creation side of things. Um, one thing to add about the creative creation piece for staff, um, they need to create also a very like physically and emotionally safe mm, place. Yes. So, um, so it mean, they need to be warm and supportive and make sure that here you have this group of kids who might be from different backgrounds, different places, different things going on in their lives and being really aware that you want everyone to feel comfortable and safe. And that's like emotionally too. So the words being said, what are topics being covered, just to be really aware of that role yes. that you have of creating this safety for your group. So that's a huge part of it's, what a yes. counselor needs to do. It's a big responsibility. Such a big deal, right? And mm -hmm. I, you know, we were just at a conference um, with some of our leadership staff, some head counselors, some program heads, Delta, you were there, Chelsea was there, I was there. And one of the things that we talked about in one of the sessions was, I would never send a kid out on a boat without a life jacket or on the ropes course without a helmet. So physical safety is like, you don't give it a second thought, obviously, but emotional safety is at least as important, if not more important. And so, yeah, really making sure that our counselors understand that to some, to a large degree, they are the life jacket and the helmet mm -hmm. for emotional safety. Mm, right? I love that metaphor. Yes. And what does that mean? You know, it means right. words yes. being said and just being aware, knowing that most people, if they're uncomfortable with a topic, aren't going to say, yeah. Hey, I'm uncomfortable with right. this. So you just need to be sort of the, you know, just like aware and really just making sure that you're keeping maintaining that mm -hmm. safety and that comfort and your, in your group. And then the final C for our counselors, we have connecting with our campers. We have creating that safe, great, happy culture. And then the coaching part, which mm -hmm. is really fun. And this is where you're actually, you know, we can think of it like, well, like at the water skiing person, activity counselor is coaching kids to, to learn how to yeah. water ski. And of course they have to do that, <laughs> but all of our counselors and all of our staff are coaching kids on really important kind of next level skills. Yes. So, um, for example, when we're talking about just water skiing, cause that's like my background that on one level, like kind of the surface level, you'd like kids to learn how to water ski. Yeah. But far more important is you want kids to learn that sometimes things are really hard and it takes many, many, yes. many tries before you get up on water skis. And so having that experience of having to push through and really keep trying, and maybe sometimes it takes like a couple summers at mm -hmm. camp, like it's not an overnight thing. It's not an immediate gratification kind of thing. So that perseverance is even more important than the actual water skiing because now what we hear is kids go home mm -hmm. and they have something else that's hard and they think back to camp and yes. like, oh, that rock climb that I didn't think I could do. I, it was so hard. My arms and legs were shaking mm -hmm. and I rested and I kept trying and my cabin mates were cheering me on and the counselor was guiding me and I did it. And I got that feeling of like, whoa, that was like, you feel far better after accomplishing something like that, that yes. was really hard. And then you can translate it to the next hard thing. So that's the coaching part. Um, mm -hmm. You know, this summer, as we are talking about kindness, choosing kindness as our, like, that's our goal for this summer is to choose kindness and think about what that means really all the time. Like choosing kindness, 
even when someone says something to us, that's not kind, how do we choose kindness in return? Um, how do we choose kindness when we think someone like seemed like they ignored us? What's the kind response to that? Um, how can we intentionally and purposefully do something kind for another person? Uh, thinking about that, reflecting on that. So like, that's an area where we'll all be coaching this summer, right? We're going to be coaching and reminding and practicing and modeling so that ideally our kids go home with a bigger kindness muscle. Like yes. they've learned, you know, whether, wherever they started, they go home, like, uh, knowing more how great it feels to be mm -hmm. kind, um, specific things they can do to be more kind to other people. Um, so those kind of things that obviously I get a little excited about that, but, um, <laughs> The coaching part also, I always talk about being friendship coaches Yeah, and that's a big part of like things that I've written about and studied and really being, um, taking friendship skills and treating them just like, um, rock climbing or sailing yes. or anything else, knowing that they are skills just mm -hmm. like anything else we do at camp. So normalizing that some of us, um, are working on our listening skills. Yes. And some of us are working on our smiling and being more welcoming with our body language skills. And some of us are working on just general conversation, like yes. figuring out questions you can ask and that kind of thing. Um, some of us are working on how to like celebrate our friends mm -hmm. when they do something great. Um, and not make it, it doesn't make us feel bad because yes. they've done something. So like our friend clears the wake on a wakeboard and we're just like, so pumped for them and yes. so excited. And we feel as if we cleared the wake. Yes. <laughs> so, um, 100%. But I love, so those friendships, so that's coach role. Like it's, when you think about what a, a camp counselor does, mm -hmm. it is, I mean, it's in really, really, really important work. Yes. Oh, incredibly important. I think like, I mean we both have a lot of experience in kind of child development and youth kind of development. And I think because of the way it works, because resident camp overnight sleep away, whatever you want to call it, because you're with these kids all the time. And, and so you have that level of relationship, right? It all circles back to the relationships and the connection. Then everything you say carries more meaning, right? Because this is a person I spend 20, 24 hours a day with. And the thing we talk about with staff is you and I can say things to kids all day long, but because we're over the age of like 23, we are far too old to be cool. Like we're like parents, great parents, talk, 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 talk. But when you turn like a 21 year old college student loose with a 13 year old, right? The 13 year old thinks that the college student is the, possibly the coolest human on the planet. They're certainly in the top five right? Maybe Dwayne the Rock Johnson is a little bit cooler, but the, the counselor is cool. And when that person says, hey, here's how you can be kind at school, and they model that kindness, the power of that is incredible, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's called near peer. Yes. Near peers are really, Ooh. that's why, um, yeah, kids will listen to a 19-year-old counselor yes. and follow their lead. Mm -hmm. Um, far more readily than a, you know, full-fledged adult, yeah. because you're right. They actually, you said they think they're cooler. They are cooler. So yeah, that's fair. Yeah, they they are. Are. <laughs> they're way more with it. They know what's going on. <laughs> yes. So they're, they're good people to look at when you are 13, 14, 15, yes. 10, 
it's like, those are, those are people. And also I will just say the people who come to be camp counselors mm -hmm. are just really amazing young adults and such great role models. Yes. Because when you think about the kind of people that want to come and work at camp and mentor campers, and a lot of them are former campers, like you said, returning, wanting to give back what they gain yeah. from the experience. Um, it's a pretty amazing opportunity for these, for the kids. And, um, as a parent, I know that I always very much appreciated the mentors that my kids had growing up 100%. at camp. They, there were so many counselors who had such a positive impact on mm -hmm. them and they learned things from them. And, um, it just was like, it really kind of lightened the load for me yeah. because I had reinforcements of people who shared my values, helping my kids grow into these, these great people that I, you know, we all want them to be. Yes. hundred so, percent. Yeah. So, so that's the, that's a, the counselors, they've got a big yes. task in front of them, um, but they, Ooh. they do it amazingly well. And yes. um, it's just awesome to see. Yeah. And, and we've been talking, you know, we're recording this in early May. And so we're still hiring the last couple of people we've hired most of the staff and we've been talking in office meetings about, like their energy and enthusiasm for this is infectious. Like now we're at the point where we're talking about like flights and arrivals and what to, what to pack and the excitement that they have. I'll be honest. Some of our, a lot of our counselors are more excited than my kids who are campers at this point. Um, they are so ready to get here and so excited to be at camp and to do this job, right. To they're, they're excited to mentor kids and to give the experiences they got as campers. And I'm, I'm excited to have them there to do it. So. Well, and I think for them, we, to be honest, like their experience at camp, we've heard from many of them that their summer at camp is a place where they make closer friends oh, yeah. than they do in their college setting or wherever else they are because of some of the ways we do things at yep. camp, right? It's just, it's just by nature of the intensity mm -hmm. and the proximity of the experience and how we're all living together and eating together and being together all the time. Um, there's really strong relationships are formed just among the counselors too. So yes, they're doing this great work with the campers. They're also having this mm -hmm. potentially life-changing experience oh, yeah. for themselves as well. And these friends, I mean, we know many people whose friends that they met at camp are still their best friends. Some of them become their spouses. Yes. I mean, it's, it's a pretty, pretty tight, the bond between our uh, former staff, current staff, yeah. everybody. Yeah. It's well, we're all connected. Right. And that's mm -hmm. the root of the thing. Um, I, I know you've spent a lot of time thinking about and revising our core values, those things that are kind of, that are definitional to what Gold Arrow is. Could you talk a little bit about what our core values are? Here's where, um, what we've come up with as sort of the things that we value most and are most important to us. And this is what we share with our staff and our campers so that they also know that these are our values and parents, because yeah. we want people to know that this is what we believe in. This is, these are the values that we're going to share about at camp. So, um, so first of all, and kind of fundamentally, which is kind of interesting that this, it goes back to that connection piece and the making friends, but belonging, mm -hmm. um, the way we usually say it is belonging to a community that feels like a family, because mm. that is what kids say. Their words are things like, I feel like this is a second home. I feel like it's another 
family. So that belonging and that sense of belonging is really fundamental and core to what we do. Like I said, it kind of comes yeah. before everything else. And so um, we really focus on these strong, supportive group connections. Um, really a big part of that is the cabin group idea. At camp, we really focus on doing a lot with your own cabin group as compared to like a lot of camps who might do more free choice all the sure. time and kind of scattering off as individuals or pairs to do things. We really focus on that group bonding because we know that that's where you build that family and you build that sense of belonging. Yeah. So that's one of them. Um, another one equally, I mean, we really talk a lot about this and it's, it's close to all of our hearts is unplugging. Um, ready for, you it. know, we are, um, an unplugged camp. And when we say that we really mean it. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that my, my own kids have gone to like school trips and different things over the years where the, the official website said it was unplugged, but then in actuality, the staff had phones, um, there were phones out and about, or no one enforced the phone policy. Mm -hmm. um, we take it really, really seriously. We want to be in the woods, in our tents, around our campfires with no, no phones on. So even our staff support this and actually become, they really learn to embrace it and they be really like it as well. Yes. Um, so even our staff, they, they do not use, they don't have their phones on. Um, most of them keep their phones in lockers in our yep. staff lounge so that they can only use them, um, during their time, time off. And I have to say for me, um, I love that feeling of freedom of not having my phone with me when I'm Agreed. in camp. Um, and I really just, there are so many studies that have shown that just not having it there is kind of important because then it's not in the back of your mind mm -hmm. needing to check on it. And it really enhances the connections that you make. It really helps you connect even when it's uncomfortable. Like if you're waiting in line for food at camp, you're chatting with the people yeah. around you because 100%. you're not looking down at a phone and, um, you just really, I don't know. There's just so much more. It's like it not having your phone exponentially increases mm -hmm. the connection faster. I mean, I haven't, I've had so many campers tell me after like three days of camp that they've made their best friends. Right. And I'm yes. like, you've been here for three days. Right. We can count but in it, hours. Yeah. Yes. But, it, but it's <laughs> like, they feel that connection yep. that they haven't felt in other settings. So I love that part about being unplugged. And of course we all know the, the, there's benefits for our mental health Ugh. and so many other things. So that is something that we have always believed in. In the early days of camp, when I was first at camp, we were like, we're not watching TV. Yeah. <laughs> and that was a, it was a break from TV, which yeah. everyone thought kids were watching too much TV, you know, in the eighties and nineties. Well, well, oh they my were, goodness, to be fair. They were, but I don't, I don't think it's to the level of where we're oh, on no. computers now for no. school and all the time. So Anyway, yeah, unplugging, huge test. Something we value is so important to us. So belonging, unplugging, I think we have five core values. So number three is... So, um, so really another thing that we hear all the time is kids will say, I just feel like I'm like my best self yes. when I'm at camp. Like yeah. I, I am my, like, I can like be myself. I can be my best self. Um, so we really promote this idea of like 
that it's kind of cool to sometimes be weird and to dance and sing yeah, and do whatever is. you feel like doing. And you really gain a lot of confidence from not only just sort of relaxing into yourself, but sharing with others. Oh, mm -hmm. you know, I really like to do this craft activity, or this is the kind of books I like to read or whatever it is, but um, really just letting kids kind of figure out who they really are. I feel like there was, there's so much outside input mm -hmm. as to who we're supposed to be and what yes. we're supposed to look like and all this. And at camp, it, it's really down to, you know, we're just wearing our grubby clothes. Mm -hmm. We're not hardly ever looking in a mirror. So it's not really appearance focused. We don't really worry about that. Mm -hmm. We're not trying to stand out with our appearance. We're not trying to not stand out. We're just being like in a t-shirt and shorts and running around camp. Um, and I just, it's, just, it's kind of just, we want kids and we want our staff, we want everyone to really figure out who are, the, who are they when they're their best self? What, um, you know, they're going to be kinder when they're mm -hmm. their best self, they're going to be more confident. They're going yes. to be building others up because when you're feeling confident and good about yourself, you make others feel good too. So yes. there's so much about that, that, um, we want kids to have that opportunity to just kind of relax from the pressures mm -hmm. they may feel about sports and school and all this stuff and just be themselves, their best version of themselves. Okay. Um, go ahead. Oh, I just, uh, you said it, but when you are feeling confident in who you are, that then takes that whole amount of your brain that maybe is thinking, who should I be? Who should I be? What should I do? That goes away and you can just be who you are. That allows you to then focus on the stuff we talked about earlier with like kindness or friendship or growth or all of it, right? Because your brain has extra capacity suddenly because it's not busy thinking about what is everybody thinking of me? Because if we're all our best selves, what people think about me is what I want them to think anyway. Yeah. I think. Honestly, like one of the things, one of my favorite things is with the junior counselors when we do the strengths um, mm -hmm. exercise with them and they start embracing like, wow, so these are my kind of signature strengths yes. and really leaning into that and talking about that. So instead of focusing on maybe something that, you know, they see in someone else that they wish, you know, they were more loud or whatever right. outgoing or something. And then suddenly they learn that, oh, my strength is I'm so observant and I'm a good listener. And that makes me a really good friend and a leader mm -hmm. because I know what's, I'm more empathetic to what's going on around me. So I love seeing like the light bulbs go off in kids as they figure out that something maybe they hadn't even noticed about themselves is a yeah. strength. So when our counselors point out, we really focus on trying to do like compliments and on strengths, like internal strengths. So like yes. when we do wows or something like that, we really want them to be not about someone's like external appearance, but on their internal self. So yes. something that we see in them, like you were really brave when you stood up for your friend that time at school, like you told a story about something like that's bravery when you stand up for someone else or, um, you know, that, I don't know, just like, so that's that part I really love. And I've seen so many of our, especially of our older kids really come to like, own. wow. Yes. Yeah. This is me. This is, I have this, like this awe of like beauty and nature. And that's something that really like is inspirational to others around me. And yeah being able to really own those strengths. So I think that's kind of that best self part is you have these natural strengths. Let's use them, you know, let's yeah. really figure out where we use them and, and, and know that we have them. I love that. Um, and then of course, like 
really, it has to be on here. We could not, it has to be the fun and happiness piece of camp. Um, really, why would you go to camp if, if it wasn't, (laughs) if you didn't, didn't have fun and, um, end up feeling happy now caveat to this is we do not feel happy every single minute at camp. In fact, there are other emotions. There are, you know, we sometimes miss home and feel sad. And sometimes we're scared at the, you know, doing a new activity. And there's a lot of different emotions that happen at camp. But one thing that we have consistently heard from our campers, and we actually asked them on their end of camp evaluation is like, how do they feel their happiness level has been impacted? Are they the same as they were before camp? Are they a little bit happier or do they feel a lot happier as mm-hmm. they go home from camp? And, um, and we hear consistently that the majority of kids say they are a little happier or a lot happier after being at camp. And I think that's because of the way we prioritize this culture of like fun and play mm-hmm. and just like laughter, um, your joke of the day at assembly. I mean, that, silly, yes. silly stuff like that riddles, just, um, games. We do so many games and that's fun. It's fun to have that. It's so much more fun than looking down at your phone, (laughs) this engagement and, and fun. So, um, so yeah, there's just this like optimism and fun and happiness that's really infectious. And so, um, I also like it, you know, they say scientifically, like your neurons kind of fire with Mm -hmm. other people that you're with. So like happiness is contagious yes. as is fear as is anything else. And so really at camp, what you mostly see is just really happy vibes. And so you feel that it's like, almost like you can't help, but feel happier when you're around people who are so happy. Um, and then finally just friendship. And that just goes back to that relationship This we really value friendship. Um, yep. we Gotta really, yeah. And we, we want to both nurture the friendships at camp, but what we really love to see is these kids who continue their camp friendships outside of camp. And this tends to be when kids get older, mm-hmm. usually more, um, but even yes, some young kids, you know, parent with parents help stay in touch or visit each other, but it is remarkable. Um, one, I know in just a recent group of, um, of campers who are actually, several of them are staff now, um, they maintained a group text where they mm-hmm. shared their highs and lows of the day. I don't know if they're still doing it, but they were doing it, you know, a For couple a of years, a yeah. couple of years after their cabin group was together at camp. These are older, older campers that I, when I heard that, I was like, that is what we want, right? Mm-hmm. We want- oh, 100% for this positive stuff that we've been doing at camp, this sharing and this authentic supporting of one another to continue, not just for those couple of weeks at camp, but all the time. And so that's what we're in. We value friendship. We value maintaining friendships. We want kids to have, we want these adults to look back and say, oh, I met my best friend at camp. You know, that's the kind of thing. So yeah, so those are, those are the values, belonging, unplugging, being your best self, happiness and fun and friendship. Um, okay. So just kind of, I think to kind of wrap us up, let's, let's talk about one last thing. Cause the, the first group of people who are going to see this is our leadership staff. And so from a leadership point of view, how do you think those, those five values that belonging, unplugging, best self, happiness, and friendship, how should, like, what are some ways those should shape what we're doing when we interact with the staff and campers we support. 
Well, I think there's a, there's several things that come to mind. One is remember that that belonging connection comes first. Mm -hmm. So whether if you're going into a training or whatever it is you're doing, just remember that always to start with the connection, whether that just means learning some names, learning a little bit about the people who are there, um, really taking that time to connect. This is one of my like pet peeves with like teachers and coaches. Yes. If they're starting something without doing that connection first, because they think they don't have time Mm -hmm. when that actually is the most important use of time because it impacts everything later. So, you know, as a teacher for 15 years, so like that's, that's kind of key. So I would say that for leaders too, just like uh, for our counselors, it's focusing on that connection and relationship first. We talk about real relationship. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's going to be just, it's like that whole trickle down thing that we always talk about is that we want our counselors to connect with campers, right? And so the counselors, whoever's working with the counselors, the head counselors need to be doing the same yep. thing with the counselors. So they're modeling the exact same connection, creating that warm, supportive, nurturing kind of culture and environment. Um, That's super important. Um, I think also I really appreciate when leaders uh, kind of share authentically about themselves, about their strengths. So like where they are really like strong and how they're going to help. And also areas where they know are kind of can be blind spots. So I think Mm -hmm. it's really great when, um, when leaders just say like, you know, I sometimes don't stay as organized as I want to (laughs) be. So if, you know, if I didn't do something, please, please let me know if I, you know, didn't follow up on something I am trying to get better. This is what I'm trying to do, but you know, I need some help in this area. So I think being, um, you know, also admitting mistakes, you know, saying you're sorry. I mean, this is kind of like same thing with parenting, you know, (laughs) no one's, no one's going to be perfect or do things perfectly, but how we recover from things is really important. So, um, so I would say lead with your best, but also authentic self as a leader. Um, and then I think, you know, everybody kind of has a different level of ability to be super fun. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I mean, you have a very high level, Soy. You, you like, you like love costumes and you're like, really, uh, yeah. you know, whatever. Not all of us have that, <laughs> but some of us can like lead a game, yeah. you know, or a song or have a joke or two or have a funny story to read. It, it doesn't have to look the same for everyone, but what is your way that you're going to spread a little more happiness and fun? And maybe it's unique to you, but think about that. Like what's your contribution to the kind of positive happiness vibe at camp? I think that's a great question. Yeah, for I leaders. Think it, and I think for leaders, one of the big ones for me is it often feels like you can get trapped only dealing with things that need to be fixed, right? Like it's a lot of moving parts. And so as a leader, you sometimes feel like, oh, I only deal with bad news, right? And so I think it's really important from like the fun point of view to like be intentional about finding things that are going really well and celebrating those in fun ways. Um, Be that whatever it is, you you see something great going on. Like I think a lot of leaders think, oh, it's it's running well. I don't need to mess with that. And I think we should be saying to them, yes, it's running well. You should hop in and have some fun because like it's camp for everyone. So finding that fun, not just creating, but also intentionally looking for it so you can join it when somebody else is facilitating fun, I think is really important. 
Yeah, I just had a vision of uh, Bravo sweating on stage at yes. assembly, like yes. dancing in the pre-dance party. Like this is, you know, that yes. is, I think, again, like if that's something like dancing is a big part of camp singing and all that stuff, but like even just that, like, and even if you're not feeling it, when you just go do it, like you get up there and you start joining, you get in this group and you're all dancing together. It is that really builds your energy yes. and, and everything. So, so yeah, join, join in the fun stuff. I do think that can be a, a pitfall of being a leader is just oh, yeah. getting stuck in administrative stuff and all this, whatever. And, um, we really need to engage with the fun of camp. So yeah, I, I agree so. with that hundred percent. Um, I, I think, you know, I'll be honest. I think we've covered everything I had hoped we would. Oh, you know, that's not true. I'm a liar. I have one more thing I was interested in. Oh, you and I, and I think everybody who's probably listening in or watching this understands that camp is special. It's really special. I think all camps say, listen, other camps are fine, but our camp is really special. <laughs> what, what is it that sets Gold Arrow apart? Do you think from other camps, from other experiences, what makes us special? Well, you know, it is funny because I do, I love that everybody loves their own camp. Yeah, right? like agree, kids absolutely. and staff and directors all just, you know, their camp is the greatest. Yeah. So of course you want to be at the camp that you feel is yes. the greatest for you. And yes. we, we do feel like Gold Arrow is really special. And I will, some of the differentiators I believe are that we're the tr being truly unplugged. Yeah. Um, that our staff and our directors and leadership staff and everyone is equally unplugged, um, that we are fully focused on those building those face-to-face -face relationships and yes. social connections. Um, another thing that I is helpful and what I like about our philosophy um, that's been since the beginning is that we're a non-competitive mm -hmm. focused camp. So a lot of our campers might be, you know, athletes and competitive, you know, doing yeah. all this competition and teams and sports all year. And we really believe in this being a break from yes. that kind of competitive pressure of both like academics and athletics and just really focusing on these fun outdoor recreational activities that it's interesting that they, they become for some people like a true, like passion or something that they continue yeah. into adulthood. And for others, it's just like fun to know how to yeah. do archery or go rock climbing. Yeah. Having had the experience, it's just like unique to get exposed to these yeah. things. That you don't normally do. Yeah. yeah. So you don't normally do it. So that non-competitive thing. Um, and then, you know, it's funny. We, I think that intentionality, I know I've said it so many times, I don't know many, I don't know if other camps spend as much time as we do researching yeah. like social <laughs> skills, how to teach the social skills, how to model them. Um, I, I think we're very intentional yeah. about what were the outcomes that we're wanting for our campers and related to their interpersonal skills, their character traits. And that it's really kind of going to this end goal is like, we want them to have this happier, more connected, healthier life. So it kind of goes back to that happier, sending happier yeah. campers that create a happier world. So we're really focused on that. Um, the cabin group focus I've already mentioned that is somewhat unique to Gold Arrow. Yeah. Um, a lot of day camps with younger kids do a cabin group focused in some residential camps, but um, we are on the, we are a very cabin group focused camp so that we do things together. And that is a big part of our philosophy for many reasons. But if you come to Gold Arrow and you don't know anyone else, you immediately have 
a group Mm -hmm. that is supportive. You never need to worry about who you're going to be sitting with at lunch or who you're going to be doing an activity with. You have your group. And I, I know that we've heard from a lot of people. They really appreciate that. And even when your group is doing an activity, that's not your favorite, you sometimes end up like, oh, I guess I do like this now, or it's not so bad, or I had fun watching everyone else. I mean, it really doesn't, it doesn't really matter what you're doing, but you're together. And then you have this shared experience to debrief about, to laugh about. Um, it's, it's that you're doing things together and that's, what's important. It's not exactly what you're doing. That's important. No. Yeah. The the activity I think is secondary. It's doing it together that matters. Yeah. Yeah. And then I guess it kind of overlaps with this, but the, the structured being in a cabin group and actually being assigned to go to things. So your group is going to go to sailing. If you're scared of sailing or if you've never gone before, they're going to be working with you, helping you, partnering you with someone experienced or with a counselor, whatever. But we are really, it's important to us that we all get out of our comfort zone at camp, that we actually try some new things, that we leave camp having learned something that we didn't know before or pushing ourselves just a little bit outside our comfort zone. So, you know, we're not a camp where you're going to come and do arts and crafts for two weeks or just do horses because you love horses. And we, we think there's a place for that too, that is really being excited and like liking things. But at the same time, we know that some of the best things happen on a backpacking trip that you didn't think you were going to like often kids will come back and say that was their most memorable, best part of their camp experience. That's just one example of many that we've heard, but we also understand that kids like to have their things that they like the free. So we have that free time where they can sign up for things or do some early morning stuff. So if a kid's really gung ho about horses, they can go feed them most days and they can go ride them in the evenings during free time and that kind of thing. So there is that opportunity to delve deeper into some activities, but mostly we're doing this like with our group going to activities. So yeah. It all, it all circles back to connection, right? Like the the whole thing is driven by connection. And if you're the thing I tell in interviews, people ask like, so how does activity work? And you know, you explain structured program. And then my thing for it is always, which means every single time you see the chalkboard that tells you where you're going, somebody in your cabin is going to be over the moon. Favorite activity, this is going to be great. And somebody is going to be not so thrilled. It is not their favorite. They don't want to go. And in the afternoon, those two kids might swap places, right? And that gives you that opportunity. You talked about debriefing and I pointed at the screen because I think that's so important then around the campfire because you're going to have a campfire every night. It's not negotiable that gives them a chance to then think about what they did because while we're doing these things, we don't think about, oh, I'm growing, right? But to sit around the fire and for me as a counselor to be able to say, hey, remember when you were excited for sailing and you're, you know, this other person in the cabin wasn't and you like helped them and you took them in your boat. Like that was really kind and you really helped them grow. Like I I think even as an adult, that's powerful to have somebody I respect say, Hey, you did something that was important. Um, and I think the structured program allows that to happen a lot more often than it would otherwise. Um, and again, shared experience to debrief from, to laugh, to tell stories about is so much better than if we picked on our, I think it's so much better than if you picked on your own. And what did you do today is the default question instead of how did you grow today? Which I think is a big deal. Sure. And I, I do. I, I think that 
we can always do better on the debriefing stuff. That's yes. something that I really want to yep. see us le- leaning into mm-hmm. more, um, you know, just slowing things down. And whether it's at the end of an activity, at the end of a day, at the end of the session, just mm-hmm. taking some time, making sure that we really kind of cement in some of the lessons. Mm, yeah. Um, because I, life goes so fast. And I think that reflection piece often is what goes missing. Like yeah, you, you do sure. things. But do you take a minute afterwards to say, well, how did I feel when I was doing that? And do I <laughs> right. want to do that again? And what did I learn from that? I, I think those are really important. And I think Agreed. even that reflection and debriefing is a great skill that we can yes. work on ourselves and with campers. So I'm hoping that that as you know, as we go into the summer and as our staff are really intentional about what we're doing. And really as they think about that, even just debriefing for themselves, well, how did I do today with my create? create, connect coach, you know, Mm -hmm. how did I do that? And how, and we ask the kids, like, even when you check in with them, are you having fun? What can I do to make it more fun? Mm -hmm. Are you making friends? I just love that idea of, we don't have to just keep going, 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 Mm -mm. getting from one place. Let's take that five minutes or what few minutes to just reflect like, gosh, how was that? And Mm -hmm. what, you know, what did you learn from it? And what are you going to do next time? differently. Yes. I, I love those kind of questions. So that would be again, great to lean into that. Yeah, we should. And again, ties to unplugging, right? Because mm-hmm. when you don't have a phone to fall into, when there's that five minutes, you can maybe spend it debriefing. Um, Definitely. I, okay. Now I have uh, asked all the questions I thought uh, were kind of for this time anyway. Um, anything you'd like to add before we kind of wrap it up and hit the end recording button? No, just, I'm so excited for this summer and just Same. having the having this chat with you just gets me even more excited. Right. And, um, I am thrilled at, just, I love like looking at the meet our staff and the leadership staff we have and the counselors we have, and then looking at all the campers we have, we have a, um, a really a big group of campers yes. coming and exciting. a lot of first year campers, yes. which is so exciting to think that this is going to be for some people, their first time with us. So, um, so yeah, so we need to think really, that that welcoming, that community building is super, it's always important. But yeah. when you think about all these people stepping into GAC for the first time, yeah. that's just um, extra special. So I'm looking forward to the summer and, and being with everyone. Agreed. Well, thanks for coming on.